what if I had all the money in the world? Like, what if I just had, like, enough money to do whatever the fuck I would want to do? What would I do? I'd probably just wander around the world really fucking bored. Like, what the fuck? How am I fucking supposed to start I these things? I want to get into that conversation. <laughs> fuck you, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, welcome to Conversations for Our Grandkids. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I'm Seamus. <laughs> and I'm Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, we're here. Just the two the two boys just hanging out, reading articles. You know, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Uh, a mutual friend, Corey Abramson, who has a blog. Um, it's like a... IT. We'll link to it. Yeah, we'll link to it. You can read it yourself. It's a good one. He has really extensive articles, um, and I like them. So he he clued me in. He was like, "Yo, you guys might like the uh, the topic of this uh, next article I'm putting out." And uh, basically, it's about like using a pseudonym for Facebook or like you know all, any social network account. And uh, so it sounds like, oh, well, like that's kind of dumb, like at first. But when you have like, we were just talking about it, and we were like, oh, well, you might want a fake name if you don't want, your, like, your the, your employer to, like, look at your personal photos or something. Like, you want to have a Facebook. Or you don't Facebook. want your family on there. Or, yeah, you or know, your like, family. So, like, right. You just whatever, want you, you say, like, a fake name. It's kind of like, well, when MySpace was a thing, it was, you just have, everybody's name was the fake thing. And you just, you know, oh, like you said earlier, dollar bills, like, as a, just a joke example. But, like, people would have that. They'd have dollar bills, and then they'd have, like, little gifts of, like, flashing money and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. everyone was fine with it. Who cares? The Wild West. <laughs> the Wild West. Yeah. I mean, there were so many guys named Bill. There had to be one named Dollar. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um <laughs> But but yeah, I, I don't. I honestly, the, I guess the article uh, from what I've I, I got the gist <laughs> from you. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to read the full thing, but basically, um, it's talking about like whether or not anonymity is a good thing or a bad thing. Is am I correct in, in saying that? Yeah, or, or yeah, or like the uh, also the like I don't know the nuance of it. Like you know, you can say for example, like Facebook is like, listen, we we need everyone to use their real name. You're like, all right, that's well and good, but so Facebook is such a huge like social machine that that means I can't participate in any of it if I use a, a false name. And I my question is, how do they know? Oh, actually, yeah. Corey actually went into this. In, well, in I article. had a friend once. Uh, well, no, I still she's still my friend. <laughs> friend but uh, her her la- her last name. I mean, she's a mutual friend actually. I just realized that yeah. uh, her last name was Group, and she tried to make a Facebook page, and they wouldn't. <laughs> let her because they thought it was a fake name oh wow so like they're they're clearly filtering these things out but it's not 100 percent because that was her actual fucking name you yeah. know what i mean so it's almost like why why 
is Facebook uh, trying to control this in the first place? Who cares? Yeah. Unless you're trying to file my data and send it to the government. That's, I think Mark well, Zuckerberg. not the government, but to other companies so that, that they can get really precise data on you. And if you come up under a pseudonym with totally different characteristics, they'd like to know that that was you. You know what I mean? What am I supposed to do with this Dollar Bills character? He just likes smoking weed and hose. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? How can I sell him things from Target? He's off the grid, He's man. He's off the grid. At Dollar Bills. Can't find him. Yeah, uh, so Corey went into uh, also that a lot of the, the f- accounts that people are like, um, excuse me, that's not your real name. It's somebody else, like a friend of theirs, who is ratting them out to Facebook. Like, this isn't their real name. Oh, my God. What a fucking asshole. Right? Well, it's probably not their real. It's not like their friend. It's probably their friend on Facebook yeah, who's like some yeah. fucking, like, you know, asshole from work or something. Yeah. The one person they decided to let into their lives fucking cross the line almost fucking immediately. Yeah, like, right. thanks like a lot, night. fucking asshole. <laughs> he just goes home like, mm-mm, nope, that's not her real name. <laughs> I'm all about justice. <laughs> uh, that's ridiculous, man. What do you think, but, man? But, yeah, we'll, po- we'll post a link to this article, and you guys can definitely check it out for yourselves. So what do I think? Yeah, I let think, us know in the comments section of this episode. I think anonymity is is just sort of what it has to be at this point. I think the whole point of the internet is that there can be those spots where you volunteer your information, but there should also be those places where you don't have to, and that should be okay. Because the whole point, I thought, uh, is is freedom of expression and freedom of, you know, that sort of thing. And, and while, yes, you can say, okay, have the balls to put your name with all your opinions or whatever, but some people don't have that. And, and I think, like... That's okay, I guess. People should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want without having to worry about getting fired or having to worry about, you know, the world crashing down on them because they <laughs> go on, you know, like 4chan or something and say something stupid. You know what I yeah. mean? Who cares? Yeah, I feel like a lot of times, they're, like, you know, the things that you would get, like, fired for, like, oh, it, it just came out that so-and-so posted this really horrible thing on 4chan. Like, maybe he didn't really mean it, you know, but it doesn't matter. If they knew it was you, it'd be like, oh, you're, you're done. Like, you can't be a politician anymore, you fucking weirdo. Like, get out of here, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so you were saying there should be places on the internet where everything's anonymous. First off, you said that was, I thought that was the point. The point of what? The internet? To be clear? I guess, man. I don't know. I guess that this kind of ridiculous thing to say. There's no real point necessarily, but I think that, I think that, um... What I would like to see happen is I would uh, like to have uh, I would like to have spaces where people can be anonymous. Yeah, yeah that's fine by me. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like I, I guess the the one the one fear in people's minds is that if there's anonymity, they could like call in a bomb threat or something, and you won't know who it is. Mm. But like I am always on the side of. Hmm. I'll risk it. Yeah. I'll risk it. Yeah. I'll risk it for personal freedom because I'm not going to live in a world where I'm fucking scared all the time and I have everybody fucking chipped and ID'd and lined up and I know exactly where the fuck everyone is at all the time so I'm not nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely hear that, man. That's a funny way of putting it because there's there's no real end to that road. Once you start surveilling people and like, you know, recording their movements and their their data and all that shit, it, it there's there's not a point where there isn't more useful data to collect. So at, at you start with like, oh, well, we'll just, you know, get their address and their zip code. And like that way we just know what, what where they live. And then you're like, oh, but if we get there, like the block that they're on, that'll be closer. Like we can know exactly like where they're moving and all that kind of shit. And it's like, well, if, 
how many people live there, what kind of things do they buy, and then now all of a sudden you have yeah. like a really clear picture of how this family, or you know, this imaginary family operates. But it's so kind of cre- it's creepy in a way, and that's I think a lot of people get creeped out by the the amount of information. Like there's the story about Target. Target did. I was this. just going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Did you tell I me? I think about everybody's that? probably. I think a lot of people must have heard about this story before. But yeah. you're talking about the pregnant chick, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where she. So Target sends this girl. Sorry, you tell it. Okay, so Target basically they they analyze the things that you um, buy if you have like a member, if you're a member, I guess, or whatever, and they say like, oh, based on you know you buying this oversized purse, this the clothes in a bigger size than usual, and like whatever, whatever else they like, you know, whatever algorithm they use, and they were like. I, we think that this woman is pregnant because other pr- newly pregnant women buy these same things. It's like a, a pattern. She's buying so, a lot of vitamins. A lot of vitamins, She's buying, yeah. you know, that sort of shit. And then, uh, they so they send her a thing where it's like, what, is, what did the ad say? Like, or is it just filled with, like, I don't know. Like, they, well, they just sent her some, and, like, coupons or something and stuff about pregnancy and all this stuff. They geared it towards So, basically, Target knew that this girl was pregnant before her family did. Yeah. Or before... I think she might have known, but she didn't tell her parents or whatever. So, like, her dad was pissed because this was, like, a high school girl. It wasn't, like, a... It wasn't like a woman out in the world. Yeah. It was like a girl who got pregnant in high school. And they were like, ah, oh, Target knows. <laughs> Target knows. Target knows. <laughs> yeah. And I think... Um, I honestly believe that that sounds creepy, but it's so not, it's not as creepy as it seems. Because really, this is just like numbers and correlations and shit. You know, it's not like some, it's not like Target has a file on her where they're like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess they do have a file on people. Damn, I never really thought yeah, about I guess, like that. But they it's, really it's do not, it's like not like. <sighs> I don't know. I, I I don't think it's it's probably not as malicious as people think, but maybe it is. Maybe maybe it totally is. Maybe they have like all these malicious Facebook posts. I think it's just, uh, you know, like what I don't know. I think it's just weird to have a file on, uh, like, in somebody else's database, whether it's the police, you know, Target. It's kind of weird if somebody has but like a. If dossier. they're gonna hook me up, I'll volunteer that information. In yes. a lot of, you know, in a yes. lot of ways, like. Uh, yeah, and that brings me to my next question. It, or my next point was that you were saying that there are places that should be anonymous and and you know places where you should be able to give your privacy away for some benefit or whatever. So my thing is Facebook is or do you think Facebook should be one of those places where you should be allowed to be anonymous? Yes. Yes, and I think it already sort of happens. Like I, I, th- I feel like I have a lot of friends who have fake names on Facebook because they just don't want to deal with like you know Aunt Susan or whatever. Uh, I actually do have an Aunt Susan. I'm not talking about her. She's very lovely. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, but they don't want to deal with these these people who who they who are gonna go like, oh, did you see what little Jimmy put on his page? Mm-hmm. He said he likes big butts and he cannot lie. You know, like yeah, or some yeah, shit. Right. You know, and and they go and they tell everybody in the fucking family or some. They don't want to deal with people who they've worked with who are gonna look at something they've done and and bring it up at work make up make an issue for them yeah. or tattle you know fucking snitches yeah. snitches, snitches everywhere everywhere <laughs> that's why we should be anonymous on facebook snitches you know yeah no i'm serious i i really i really feel like uh it should be i guess in most places i think that the level of anonymity that you have should be up to you hmm. most places i think even with facebook i think if on, you don't want to put online. your shit out there you sh- 
What's that? Most places online, not like countries. You're oh saying. yeah, online, okay. online. Yeah, like yeah. in real, in real life, obviously you have to prove who you are and all that shit. Okay. And that makes sense. Yeah. But online, if it's just like a, a Facebook profile, which is just like a thing where you keep in touch with the friends, which Facebook, in a lot of ways, and I think Corey has a picture of like the AOL Instant Messenger on here. Yeah. Um, it, in a lot of ways, that's all it is for a lot of people. I mean, for me at least, it's literally just a way for me to message people and be like, hey, where are you? Hey, what's going on with this? Yeah. Hey, did How you get you? this? <laughs> Haven't talked to you in How six are months. You? <laughs> right, right. And it's, it's that that's fine you know why if you're is you know you just you have this thing for friends not for other people i guess mm, I does that make any saying. sense and and it, i know that facebook is a private company but it at what point it's almost like the argument that people make with star wars and other stuff like that like at what point does the medium sort of belong to uh the culture as opposed to a specific group of people where it's yeah. almost like at a certain point like it is Facebook not just like a telephone at this point where it's sort of like this thing that is uh, like synonymous with communication? It's uh, almost like, a, you know what I mean? Like it's like a train right, but, right. You know, or something. You know what I mean? Right. It's a it's like a it's a way of getting in contact with thousands of people, millions of people. You know, you can you can. It, it's just it's like a social institution at this point. It's so yeah. firmly established as a mode of communication. Yeah, I hear that. But here's my thing, though. I think, I think it's unfair to kind of put that on Facebook to say like, oh, you started private as a private company. You had a like their whole thing was we want to collect information and sell it to advertisers, and it's going to be such accurate information that they're going to be able to really directly target their demographic that they're looking for. So to do that, you need good information. And I think that's why they probably wanted people to use their real name and just be real as possible so we can collect this real data. Now, that obviously is in conflict with the customer's uh, wishes or whatever, which is, I understand, but I think it's a mistake to say, like, well, Facebook is so big now and it's like a social institution, so they should, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to put this, like, you know, they should like, change the way, their do business it my, plan. Do it our yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Because it's I, yeah, like, I hear that. I hear that. And and I, and I get the other side of that where it's like you don't need to have a Facebook if you don't like it. Fuck yeah, off. that's my. I, that's what I honestly believe. And I don't think there's anything like there's no mode of communication that at this point is too big that that it needs to be taken over and like somebody saying like, oh no, you're gonna have to do it our way now. You know. Facebook should mm. always be able to do it its own way because it's its own fucking company. And really, there's a, a fine line because it's in their best interest to give the customers what they really want. So they have to find the balance if they want to keep succeeding. And I think the fact that they're so big shows that they found the right lines in order to make this enormous thing that works, I mean, really fucking well for what it does. Now, that being said... Should you force people on 4chan to be to give their real names? No, I think that is ridiculous. That's pushing it too far because that site is based on anonymity and you know, kind of going for alternative ideas, shall we say, or something profane, profane ideas where you don't necessarily want your name to be on them. You know, you just want to be exposed to shit that you wouldn't be exposed to on a normal day to day. And I don't think you should have to do it for places like that no i hear you man i hear you and i i yeah i don't know well i guess that's my i guess that's our thoughts on it if you don't like it fuck off but also <laughs> it is kind of shitty of facebook 
I guess to a certain extent to to like not let people have. I mean, it seems shitty, right? Yeah. To not let someone have control over um, who they allow into their circle, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. they have they have some privacy settings, but it's almost like a, a fake name where everything else is regular, but a fake name might keep so and so from seeing your page when you don't want them to. That might just work better and. And how do you judge what's what's a fake name and not either? Like like you know there could be ridiculous. There's plenty of ridiculous names yeah, out there. Yeah, seriously. I mean, and I know people on Facebook whose names are like dollar bills and shit like that. So they're not catching the real obvious fake names. The real criminals. <laughs> the real <laughs> criminals in this. And need to be taken off the streets. <laughs> dollar bills. Get, get this Holy motherfucker. Shit. I'm tired of him. Um, <laughs> He's so crazy. That dollar bills, man. But then I guess so they they go after like tr- uh, transgender or trans trans people like that's who they're going after like why you know to me it's like you know dollar bills is running rampant but we've got fucking I don't know fucking Vivica Sky who uh, clearly that's a fake name too but it could be a real name but that's the female alter persona of this real guy who's like going through the transition or whatever you know at that point i think that's where the the line really gets blurred and to me i don't understand why facebook would be going after them as opposed to fucking dollar bills (laughs) that's all i'm saying hey listen you can you can never say that conversations for our grandkids is transphobic now because we'll let you have facebook yeah, we'll, we'll let you have Facebook. We'll let you have Facebook. We'll, we'll, you got that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got that one, trans people. Uh, I concede. Uh, I concede. Yeah. The straights concede Facebook. <laughs> you can have it. The straights. You can have That's it. That's so bad, man. No, but it's I mean, horrible. seriously, like that, that, that is a good point, too. And it's almost like, uh, that that's that's an odd position to take as well. I wouldn't assume that a big company like that would take something that's like like that sort of a stance on such a uh, politically correct issue as you know transgender. You know, wouldn't they be more careful about that? Yeah, I'm guessing that's what I would think. But uh, according to Corey, there's this nameless coalition, which oh yeah, they they're called the nameless coalition because they want. They don't want Facebook to make you use their name, you know. That I think they're saying that it's like an LGBTQ issue. Like, it's an issue. Like And people are reporting other people that they know. Like, no, that's not her real name. Like, she's a fucking man. You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah, relax. Yeah. Why? Yeah, does it's it, not like the... Why are you Oh, she just disappeared from Facebook. Oh, they came for her first. <laughs> they then they're going to come for us next. Like, what the fuck? It's a Facebook. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, you should be allowed to have whatever name you want on Facebook. But it, is that the biggest fucking issue also? Of your I mean, life, not to yeah. make that... That's, that's kind of a silly argument to make, too, because it's almost like, well, then you could just make that argument with everything. Like, oh, why are you so upset about that? Like, at some point, something has to be done. But really, is... Man, again, like, is that is that a is that an LGBT issue, LGBTQ or whatever issue, or is that just an issue with the uh, anonymity in general? Like, my my thing is, somebody brought this up the other day that was actually very. Uh, I thought this was a great point. They're talking about uh, social justice movements and all that sort of thing, and how um, people are sort of being corralled into a specific way of thinking, which I don't like. Whether or not I agree with it, as far as like, oh, you, you got to respect. 
you got to not only respect gay people, you got to think gay people are the shit for being gay. You know, like, oh, that's so awesome. Like, is it fucking awesome? It's the same as being heterosexual. Like, who yeah. the fuck cares? Yeah, I've noticed a lot of that. Who the fuck cares? Like, that's not, that's not real progress. Real progress, and this is what the person said, which I thought was an amazing point. Mm -hmm. Real progress is when it doesn't fucking matter. And so you're not bringing it up, and you're not putting it on this pedestal of, like, look at how great I am, because yeah. I'm a fucking man person yeah, do you who's also a woman man. Do you think there's any use in that overreaction, though? Because hear me out. If there's, like, a, a societal kind of um, bias against it, do you think that it's yeah. helpful to kind of overdo the positive side to bring it back into balance? Because it reminds Absolutely. me, I think it reminds me of uh, Chogyam Trungpa has a meditation technique where he says, when you breathe in, imagine that you're breathing in all the bad, nasty, you know, terrible emotions and all that shit, like anger and fear and all that kind of shit. And when you blow out, imagine that you're blowing out love and happiness and joy and all that kind of shit. Because normally we, our instinct is to kind of, we want to hoard the happiness and like bring it into ourselves. So we're kind of naturally unbalanced to bias that. So if you do the opposite while you're meditating, it'll bring you back into a balance of like, you know, you're giving as much goodness as you're expecting to receive or something like that. So do you think well, that there is the same kind of relationship in society? I I, I absolutely do, man. And I think this is a great uh, – I, I really wanted to bring this up with you uh, specifically because I think that – I've been worried about myself personally recently where I've been feeling mean and angry and hateful to a certain extent. I feel almost like I've closed my heart up, you know yeah. what I mean, and I've become hardened. And it's like I, I, I sometimes I hear the things that I say and I go like, I don't actually believe that 100%. I just fucking hate that you are so extreme on the other side that I'm going extreme on this side. Right. You know, does that make any sense? Yeah. And I think there is, I think that there is a value to that in the sense that you come to a, a conclusion that's somewhere in the middle that's not as fucking crazy as both sides are being. But it just, I don't know, man. I have, I've been dealing with a lot of frustration mm -hmm. as far as like just everyday shit like this the, like so for example i i think there totally is a valid reason for some people to get upset about certain lgbtq issues for sure mm -hmm. for sure because like i know there are some people out there who still have an issue with it i don't think it's as bad as the LGBTQ community will have you believe. Yeah. But these days. Because everybody I talk to is just like, oh, yeah, I totally agree. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, who the fuck cares? It only seems to be the LGBTQ community that's like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm a victim. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Or at least the like socially, politically active uh, strain of the LGBTQ community. You know, actually, I don't know, man. I feel like. This might be really I don't I don't mean to be harsh, but this is just my experience is that anybody who kind of attaches to the LGBTQ like anything like if you're in if you're in high school and you're in the LGBTQ group, if you're uh, a part of an, a religious organization and you run the LGBTQ, you know, meeting group or whatever. I find that those people do tend to have that attitude that you were describing, you know, like, fuck, yeah, like I'm a victim. Like you need to like we need to do something about my my, you know my problems or whatever and it's like all right all right all right like i i get it like you're there's some you're receiving some flack from all around you know a lot of different places but is that more or less important than the flack that somebody else is getting and like how much attention should we really be pay be paying to your specific situation you know yeah. 
Yeah, it's like those videos that like BuzzFeed puts up where they're like problems that curvy women have when picking out clothes to wear at work. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so everybody's got something that makes them the fucking victim nowadays. Right. Uh, you know, like, and, and I've I've done that before in the past. And I look back on some of the shit that I've said, and I'm like, man, didn't really need to make that about me yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not what it's about. And I don't know, man. But but then I but then I worry because sometimes I feel like, am I too harsh on people who are like, like, am I am I criticizing them for challenging hate with anger and disgust by? challenging them with anger and disgust does that make yeah, any sense yeah it's like a it seems like a, a three three wrongs you know like yeah one wrong is obviously wrong two wrongs don't make a, a right but three wrongs i mean that seems where it's like at, at the very beginning at the core of it it's like anybody getting discriminated against based on some bullshit like that i think that's fucking disgusting yeah right i think that's i think that's vile man that's terrible right and it's but like, it's for so you to be like be like i'm the Fuck you! I'm gonna kill Donald Trump. Fuck him! Like it's, it's like, like whoa, 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 whoa! No, what? fuck you too, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you too. Yeah. You know, and 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 then it's like, whoa, god damn it! Now I feel like an asshole because I, at the beginning of things, I just want to love everybody, man. Yeah, I really do. I want, I want to be able to, and and I have a lot of trouble with it because I have a lot of anger when s- stupid shit like that happens. It really really fucks with me man. yeah it really fucks with me because at the end of the day i'm like can we just drop this shit yeah it's like yo if we all just drop this bullshit right you stop being prejudiced against him for that reason and blah 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 and we all realize that we're just human beings and that there's so many other issues on this planet that could just wipe us all out anyway that we don't even have to be doing it to each other if we could just start focus on focusing on those issues we could all you know fucking imagine all the people we could really yeah. come to it would be really fucking nice it really would be because the best times like i've had micro versions of, of that where like for example at central so diverse i mean granted there were still some segregation issues but there were groups of like you know you had indian friends pa- pakistani friends white friends puerto rican fr- friends black friends like everybody was friends with everybody else or I I don't want to say it that way because that's not true, but there were groups of friends where there were everybody was represented in terms of race and nobody gave a fuck. Nobody talked about it. Nobody was like, well, tell me about your Indian background. You know, it was just like we're in school, like we're friends. We're here having a good time. It didn't even come up, you know, and I feel like that's that's like you were saying, like that's real progression when we can get to a point where it doesn't come up because it doesn't matter. Or if it comes up, then it's like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) You know? And the other thing with that is, so Central is our high school, for those who don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, but we, they, there were groups, sure, there were segregation issues, I suppose, but I don't even know if they were issues necessarily because I think that a lot of it was self, self what's the word I'm looking for? Self-imposed uh, mm-hmm. segregation, where it's just like the Indian kids hang out with the Indian kids all the time. Yeah. But sometimes they'll come over and then we'll say something funny like, ah, oh, you motherfucker, go hang out with your fucking Indian friends yeah, or something. Yeah. And every, But everybody got along, you know, and it was like, all right, cool. So the Indian kids hang out together. The fucking white kids hang out together. Black kids hang out together. But we all hang out together anyway. You yeah, know, like yeah, we all yeah, break yeah. off and be like, yeah, sure, I hang out with these kids. But also I see these kids who are more like who I am as a person and not, you know, we like I have my racial group of friends and I have my friends. <laughs> I, you know, I have my other group of friends. I got my white friends. <laughs> I got, I got my blacks, I got my whites, got them all ready to go. Keep them very separate. No, but, but you know what I mean, no, though. I do, it, I do. It's it's it wasn't it, it's not a it's one of those things where it's like, God damn it! Like, 
is it an issue? Is it is it really an issue if everyone's getting along fine? If the whites want to hang out with the whites and the blacks want to hang out with the blacks, is that an issue? Is that an right. issue? Like like if we can all come together, you know, who cares? Do whatever. It's not a bad thing that you have friends who look like you and act like you or talk like you or come from backgrounds that are similar to you. It's not a bad thing. Right. We don't need to. We don't need to establish diversity by fucking forcing it down to people th- people's throats because it'll happen on its own. Yeah. Because I think at some point, one kid who's not, like, let's say it's all Indian kids, one kid who's not Indian is going to make it into that friend group. And the real test is it's not fucked up to have an all Indian friend group, right? But if a a non Indian guy comes in, if you say, like, oh, fuck off, man, like, you're not a fucking Indian, like, fuck off, you know, like, this is an all Indian friend group, that's fucked up. But if they're like, oh, check out this white kid, you know, and then you just go on doing what you're going to do anyway. That's totally fine. Yeah. Th- that's just an observation. This kid's white. These guys are Indian. That there's nothing. There's no issue there. And I think that's where political correctness has really, really kind of hampered the the racial discussion or like understanding the reality of the of race race tensions or race the race situation in America is that you can't say like I just want to erase it. <laughs> <laughs> You definitely can't say that because people think you're ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but you can't even say like, oh, you know, like whenever I hear someone uh, like an older person, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a couple blacks in the elevator. And I did, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like not even a bad story. But I was like, did you just say blacks? Like you can't say that. But that's yeah. it's just some stupid politically correct bullshit that I, I now have the instinct for, which is terrible. And sometimes there are some things that like might strike you as a little bit, a little bit racist. But if you let it, I feel like if you don't react with anger, right? If you just react with acceptance of sort of like, okay, so you said that. What do you do? You really feel that way? People won't get so defensive because I find what happens a lot of times is, especially with me, and I feel that it's and I experience this a lot is where. I'll say something ridiculous. People will respond with, hey, man, that's ridiculous. I'll be like, fuck you, it's ridiculous. You're fucking ridiculous. And then I'll get even more ridiculous in reaction. (laughs) But it's almost like – so, for example, I had uh, someone I know. um, I'm not going to name who it is because I don't want to embarrass them. But they – I was talking to this person today, and they were talking about Halloween and Mm -hmm. how – they, you know, the house is all decorated with all these Halloween things, and it looks amazing. And I was like, "Do you get a lot of trick or treaters?" And she was like, "Yeah, you know, I used to notice that they were. I used to get upset because I found out they were bussing them in, you know, what? Bu- bussing them in from the other neighborhood." But then, but then I was like, "Okay, that's kind of racist." All right, let's see where this goes. And she goes, "But, but then I thought about it, and I was like, if you're wearing a costume, you can get candy. It doesn't fucking matter." All and right, I was like, see? all right, problem fucking <laughs> solved. Like that's all it takes. Yeah. I mean, if you start there, man, if you start there, you can, you can, it's okay to, it's okay to think bad things and have uncomfortable thoughts or whatever. It's, it's not a, it's not something that you need to be crucified for. And that's the right. problem now right. is that people are hiding their ignorance because they're afraid of getting fucking crucified. They're for hiding it. their ignorance under like the pseudo confidence. Like, no, I know what I believe. Like, do you, do you, have you really thought about it? Or are you just, you've just been sent because every time someone challenges you, you just have to yell louder to feel better. You know, is that what's really going on? Or do you really believe what you're saying? I feel like that's where that comes from. Is you, they just keep hiding it under layers of, no, I know. I, yeah. know, I know what I believe. And I, I, I personally have come to terms, not come to terms, but I've, I was faced with a, a very dark reality yesterday about who, who I am, essentially, not who I am, but what, what, what lies beneath sometimes, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm trying to choose my words correctly. Cause I think, uh, 
I think at the, I think at the end of the day, like to just cut to the chase, like there is no there is no self essentially in the sense that I don't think that there is all these defining characteristics that are outside of just sort of um, like the status quo, I suppose is a good equilibrium. Mm -hmm. I think is all sort of just uh, our layers. And I don't know if there's anything inside the core of a human being is what I'm saying. Like as far as the personality goes, I'm, I'm really skipping around here. I'm I'm cutting right to the chase, but, but I realized that uh, I have a lot of anger, a lot of anger, and it doesn't it doesn't show up most times. But when it shows up, it's fucking scary, dude. It's really scary. Now, what brought this out of me was uh, a friendly game of risk, which <laughs> is not a real fucking thing. There's no such thing as a friendly game of fucking risk. Yeah, it's cutthroat. I played I played a, a game of risk with some of my friends last night from like the game started at 10, and it didn't end till like, 4. Oh, my God. And it ended with me going, like, why the fuck are we drawing this out? You fucking win. Fuck it. I'm walk- I'm, li- I'm leaving. Oh, I'm shit. leaving. And, like, everyone was uncomfortable. Oh, God. And, like, Seamus dude, is upset. I, I felt like I was in, like, an M. Night Shyamalan movie or something where, like, everybody just showed up happy, and then slowly <laughs> Satan just came out of every single person in that room. Like, I was looking at three of my friends, and I was just like, you know what? I actually hate all of you right now. Like, I hate all of you. I hate all of you. Because Risk is such a weird game where all it is about is is just domination. Yeah. You can try and play the game where you're, like, convincing them, like, oh, I'll be your ally or whatever. But at the end of the game, it, it's you just really have to kill everybody. Yep. And it puts you in that fucking heated mindset. Live now, or die. granted, we were drinking a lot. That also helps. I was. It was like 4 a.m., so I was really exhausted. But I left just fucking furious. Like I, I was like re reassessing some shit. I was like, wow, you know, when I get backed into a corner like this, where I feel the need to compete, I sort of become a fucking monster. <laughs> It's not so I bad, do. man. It's not so bad. You just got to hone it in, you know? It's like some caveman shit where I'm like, I'm ready to just kill anyone that gets in my way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's not so bad, though. It's like we were saying. It's like, uh, you know, that's not a bad thing in and of itself. If you, like, if you lost and you beat up all your friends, that would be like, oh, you don't give in to your anger like that, you fucking idiot, you know? But if you're like, yeah. oh, I can't believe I lost, and then you go home and, like, think about it, and you're like, I'm going to get better, you know? And then you try to learn where you went wrong because you're you know angry about it and you want it that's a more productive way to do it i'm a a big fan of just going with the fucking flow man if you're an angry person you know quote unquote which i would like to come back to because you brought up the self being like essentially nothing which is an interesting idea and one i've been thinking about but uh if you're an angry person quote unquote just be an angry person but realize that being an angry person doesn't mean that you get to do asshole behaviors you know, you don't get to break yeah. laws. You don't get to be socially irresponsible, that kind of thing. You can be angry all you want, but when it comes time to being polite, you should still be polite. When it comes, you know, down to if there's a righteous reason to get angry, then there you go. Here's your your chance. You know, you can shine. But other than than that, you don't let your your believed personality dictate your behavior. Let your like morals and ethics dictate your behavior. And and I think in this case, I I did an all right job of hang- handling my anger. Like, sure, the game ended on some fucking bullshit. I'm going to say it right now. Would have had the fucking game if motherfuckers weren't changing the rules around on me at the Ooh. last. Whatever. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. But listen, I just won the game. But um, 
<laughs> but uh, I was so angry that I was just like, you know what? I know that I'm so angry, and I know that this is stupid, and I shouldn't be angry, which is a funny thought because when I have that thought, that only makes me want to get more angry to sort of justify the anger. Yeah, like, no, yeah. no, like, you should be angry. Like, be, no, fuck that. Fuck that don't be angry shit. Be angry. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I'm so angry right now that I just have to, I just have to leave. Yeah. I can't, I can't be in this situation right now because I might do something that, I might do or say something out of just this, this emotion that I'm feeling right now that, I might regret. So I basically just was like, I got to leave. Yeah. I left. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I was like, talk, talk to you guys later. Yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of the bounce, man. You know, if you're ever uncomfortable at a party, just bounce. Get out of there. If you're ever at a funeral you don't like, fucking leave. And my thing is, you know what? If you need to get yourself out of any situation, just fucking do it. It doesn't matter, like, whether it's, uh, like, some commitment you made or, like, some fucking... Oh, I told him I would, I would, you know, do this thing for him. I'd fix his house if he did this. And but now it's breaking my back, and I got school, and I got a kid. Don't fucking fix his house then. Fuck that. Just do what you have to do. Because sure, in a perfect world, we'd all be helping each other and all be doing all the things we say. But sometimes you just gotta fucking get out of there. It's like an RSVP. Yeah. Sometimes you RSVP yes, and then you realize later, I don't want to fucking go to this party. Don't go. That's my advice. Yeah. Don't go. Just bounce. Yeah. And I realized I was like, you know, I I felt kind of guilty about just the feeling of anger, period. Which I know I shouldn't, but why should I you? do? Why shouldn't I feel guilty? Yeah, because anger is an emotion like sadness or whatever. It's not if I if I'm feeling guilty about it, it means I'm identifying with it too much. I think where where I'm sort of uh, taking on anger as who I am essentially, and it's not. It's a passing thing. Just like should I would I feel guilty about feeling sad? happy or any other of these emotions emotions come and go you know sometimes you get angry okay that's human yeah i think yeah okay yeah that, that works sorry i yeah. interrupted you but uh i don't know i don't think you did <laughs> oh, all right. keeping it on the rails folks <laughs> on the rails i just get yeah, i don't but, like when people say like i'm an angry person i don't i don't believe that that's an actual thing I think it's just a result of us remembering, like, oh, I get angry sometimes, and you don't remember, like, you know, I get, I, I actually enjoy the feeling of love or something like that. You, it becomes like almost cool to be an angry person or like a, a turned off kind of cold person, and it's, it's kind of like frou frou to talk about love and happiness all the time. So we generally don't like it's, it's more common, I would say, in my experience, to have a conversation with somebody where you're talking shit about something or someone. Rather than having a conversation about, like, oh, like, you know what I just really fucking love? Like, have you ever, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, that happens. But I find, like, the most m- most casual conversation is, like, I couldn't fucking believe what she said. Like, I, or the team. Like, the, oh, the team's uh, so shitty and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know why I brought that up. But, uh. No, well, I, I think that's, I think that's a good, I think that's a good point. Because I, th- I, I think, um, in a lot of those situations, I, I participate because I understand the game, but I don't feel angry in those situations. It's a very rare not it's a very rare occasion when I actually get angry. Like yeah. you've seen me angry probably once and we've been friends for like what? <laughs> like six, seven yeah, years or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. And you remember that often. night too, because that was the night that you were just like, well, I've never really as soon as I saw Seamus like that, I was like, uh oh. 
This is Which a night was that? This was the night after a comedy show I had a couple, like maybe six months ago or something, and it was in Maniunk, and uh, we were oh, yeah, going back yeah, to yeah. our car to go back to Adam's house. It's a bunch of friends, like 10 of us, and we're going to go and just have a good time, have enjoy the rest of the night. And then these drunk assholes wanted to start some shit, yeah. and the big dog had to come out <laughs> and fucking settle it. <laughs> No, me and Jasmine actually. This will be funny. Uh, it's fun. I just realized this. Jasmine and I actually were told to sit in the car because we both could not control our anger that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both of you. Both of you got put in the penalty box. We were in the penalty box. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny ass night, man. I, I watched all my friends. I was like, wow, we're all a group of uh, fucking angry assholes here, aren't we? Like everyone's, everyone just wants to go rip this fucking guy's head off. I was like, god damn, we're really. Uh, this guy needs to go. Like he needs to get out of well, here. <laughs> All right, let me set the let me set the story straight here. So what what happens is we we leave the show. We're all planning to go back to Adams. We're gonna have a fun night. We, you know everything's awesome. We're riding off the high of my awesome jokes. You know everyone's <laughs> laughing their dicks off. Anyway, uh, this drunk couple we're pulling out of the spot and it's in Maniunk in Philadelphia, which is a very difficult place to find parking. Mm-hmm. Everything's so tight, and we're leaving and. We hit the bumper of the person behind us, like bump it a little bit, but not any more than anybody does when they are pulling out of a spot, you know? Like, oops, I tapped it. Let me just yeah, keep going. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that doesn't happen very often to me personally, but I think it's a, as far as taps go, it was a pretty much. It was a love tap. It was a love tap. It was what bumpers are made for, like that that tap that like, you, there was no Oops, mark. I tapped it. Yeah. yeah, no, we, we my friend was driving out. and she yeah. was like, oops, I tapped it. Let me just push forward now. I didn't realize I was that close. And it was not, it was not, there was no damage. Right. There was no problem. There wasn't even a mark. Was, we couldn't even tell where the car is touched. Yeah, everybody in the car was just like, oh, okay, that wasn't a big deal. Anyway, these drunk fucking assholes get out of their car and like, yeah, I just got a fucking hit and run there. You're just gonna fucking hit and run me back. I need your number and your insurance and your license and like all this shit. We were like, First of all, we were like, look, sit, just give her the fucking, just give her the information, give them the info, like your number or whatever, like, let's get the hell out of here, because nothing's going to happen, like, there, there's no damage, what are we going to, are they going to sue you to pay for what, there's nothing to pay for, so that's how it started, but they were just being belligerent the whole time, like, oh, I can't believe you fucking assholes, like, all this shit, I was like, wow, you're really asking for it, because there's two of you, and there's literally, like, seven or eight of us. And let me just mansplain something for you guys. This dude had no control over his broad. No, <laughs> no, but but his girlfriend was really unruly. She was the worst you could tell one. that the guy was not as invested in it. Like he did not want to fight ten people. He was just sort of like saying what she was saying. Like, yeah, that is kind of messed up, right, sweetheart? Like, you know, yeah, he was yeah. just kind of being the sidekick. And I get but out she was at being one a point because asshole. Oh my god, what an asshole! Fuck I get out you. because I get out to like. All right, can we just put an end to this? So I'm talking to him like, hey, guys, we don't want any trouble. Like, no big deal. Like, we'll figure that out. But, but who are you? Who are you? I'm like, uh, I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, trying to get over this. Uh, they said something shitty to me like, oh, you're going to fight my, you fight your battles for your friends or something. And I was like, yes, I am, bitch. Like, I, <laughs> dude, I lost it. I lost it. And then they had to sit me in the car and I'm sitting in the car and all of a sudden the door opens and Jasmine just gets in and sits next to me. And I was like. <laughs> What are you in for? Yeah, I was still in the car at the time, and I was I was like, all right, maybe this is the time where I need to get out. 
So I got out and I kept, I just kept, I looked the kid, the other dude in the face and I was like, look, you guys have to get out of here. Like, this is not a scene that you want to be at. There's eight of us. There's two of you. Right. So if you start fighting, it's not going to end well for you. You know, I, you know, I don't want that to happen. You're you, both of them were shit faced drunk. So you're about to get in your car and drive away shit faced. Or what are you about to do? Call the cops and to come, you know, take a look at this accident and let you drive off dr as drunk as you are? Are you, you know, are you out of your fucking mind? You guys got to get out of here. Cause like they were blocking us in too and wouldn't let us out because they wanted to get information or whatever. I was like, you guys got to fucking get out of here. This is not cool. And and he was like, nah, man, nah. Like, I can't believe like, you know, like one of your girls like would do something to my girl. I was like, dog, I understand you're like being upset right now and like, you know, doing your thing as a man and being protective and whatnot. But you need to get the just fuck barely, out of though, here. Also, can I just say, just barely, because that fucking guy. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, man. anyway, that that's that's the thing. So, my my anger only seems to arise in specific situations where it, it's like once in a, a blue moon, and I guess I I think what the issue is is I'm not used to dealing with anger on uh, like any sort of smaller dose so I kind of overdose on anger every time I experience it basically where I have to sim I have to just remove myself from the situation cuz I I literally have no idea how to handle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I do. I I, I cuz I feel like what you're explaining is it sounds familiar to me because I don't usually get angry but when I get angry I get really fucking angry too but in a different way it's less like explosive i would say and it's more like a just like a a slow burn kind of an anger but you know you things could make you angry right but you're good at at dealing with like i'm not gonna let that get me angry you know that's retarded i'm not gonna waste my energy with that but if something actually succeeds in making you angry it's like well i don't know what to fucking do now usually i just try not to get angry but now i'm angry <laughs> oh i see his blood <laughs> like, yeah. i'm on the rampage no i hear that yeah man. it's a it sounds too familiar but I think so. I guess I, I, I want to ask you this then. Mm -hmm. So, uh, not not to totally get off this tangent, but I wanted to bring up the self again because mm -hmm. I don't think that the anger is indicative of the of the self. Does that make any sense? It's almost like playing a role, sort of, where it. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, man. It's not a constant, so I don't think that it can really be identified. You can't really identify with it necessarily in the same way that you can't really identify with most of your thoughts or your feelings about things because they're just they just sort of come and go. Mm -hmm. And it's and it, and I think that it feels like. And this is what I've heard other people say. And when I when I was meditating one day, it sort of became clear. I need to get a lot better at meditating <laughs> because. Too. I've been slacking, but every time I do it, it's like a very important experience. Yeah, it's always like, why um, don't I do this like all the time? Yeah, yeah. And then it'll be like three weeks later, like, ah, oh, I should probably do that again, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I think what it is is that your thoughts and your feelings are not, they, they come and they go. So that you can't identify with them as who you are necessarily. Right. The, the issue is they will re they will reoccur a lot and pop back up, and it sort of creates the illusion of a pattern that I think people buy into, where they go like, "Oh, like this. Oh, I know this. This must be me." Yeah, yeah. I recognize this. It's coming from inside me. So this is me. It's like, no, no, no. This is anger. This is anger that you're experiencing, and the anger is it comes and goes. Like sometimes you. You experience this thing that you call anger, and sometimes, most of the time probably, you're experiencing other things that aren't anger. And I think if you think about it, 
there's someone there or something there inside of you experiencing both the anger and the not anger, you know? So how could you, you know, you're not an angry person because if you were an angry person, you'd always be angry, I think is what you're trying to say, right? And I think if you yes. keep going with that down the rabbit hole of like, you know, there's there's been you're not a landscape architecture or person because you'd be doing that all the time. You're not what you do. Right, right. But it, I think so it goes even it goes even deeper than that because if you think about being a kid, especially, right, you don't have any social de definitions for yourself. You don't have anything to go on. You're just kind of like doopy doop doop doop. I'm like, oh, candy tastes good. Like, mm, I'm eating that. Like, you know, I want candy that. munchers. Candy munch. Candy munchers dot com. Candy, bro. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think there's been this continuous thing observing every experience that you've had in your life. And it's able to experience both like the two sides of the same emotion or two sides of the similar emotion, like anger and peace or like hate and love and that kind of thing. It can experience both of them or none of them at all. So there's something there the whole time. It can experience time, right? But then sometimes you can have an experience out of time where you're like, I don't know how much time just passed. Like when you sleep, you know, all this time passes and you have no memory of it. You have no recollection of it, but there was still something there, you know, that you were still alive. You know, there's still something there <laughs> still running. And I think if you take away all of the things that are, I'll say unnecessary about the about humans, right? So you you don't have to define yourself by your job because you do more than that, right? You don't even have to define yourself by your body because you can chop off pieces, you know. So where does your body begin and end? And if you really look at that question, you can say like you you're really not your body, right? And it, then based on the way that the brain works and the blah blah blah, you can say that thoughts are a kind of a physical process too, and you're not really your thoughts either. Because sometimes you're thinking and sometimes you're not, and sometimes you think one thing and sometimes you think another. So it, you aren't the aren't the the quality of thoughts at all. You don't belong in there. So the thinking thing isn't you either, fully. You know. So what is it? It's this thing that's behind all of it, just kind of watching the whole thing, everything happen. You know. And it's almost like, you know, I'm watching this thing that thinks it's watching. Adam do its do his dance you know he's doing a podcast now and his he's sitting on the floor and he's got coffee you know it, it's almost like this that thing is going on inside of me where it's it's like you know it's hard to describe but like you can if I can observe all of the processes going on in my body then I can't be any of those processes. I can't I, I can't be any of them. So what am I? I'm not this body. This body is just a process that is a part of my process, but it's just a part of it, you know, small part. So where does it where does the rabbit hole end? And I think it does end yeah. with this like qualityless just like observational kind of a thing where you can it's just cuz here's my my way of explaining it to myself. Thoughts are kind of a projection. You're you're getting input, right? So you're seeing things, hearing things, tasting things, and then you're creating memories based on that. And you use your memories to think and place things and see what you what you like and what you believe and that kind of thing. But if you stop, can stop thinking for a while or like completely, what's left? What are you conscious of? You're not conscious of your own thoughts and how they work. All you're conscious of is what you can be conscious of, right? So it's like there's a limit of. Input. So you're only receiving input. 
And that's the only thing you're conscious of. You're not conscious of yourself or your your body, even what you call your body. You're just aware of these sensations that are arising and disappearing, you know. And uh, I think if you spend more time with just receiving input, hearing things, like looking at things without thinking, then you'll actually understand like, oh, that's what the, the self is. It's just this thing that's just watching or like just kind of sitting back and going for a ride, you know, for this whole human yeah. thing. It's really crazy because I, whenever I think about reincarnation, I, I, I run into issues because I think they always, people always say like, oh, that's your soul and your soul, you can be reincarnated into another body. And honestly, I really don't think that's how it works because it just doesn't seem to make sense to me at all for that system yeah. to work that way. I run into the same issue where like the, the, the idea of the personal soul kind of fucks with me a little bit because it doesn't really seem to make sense because when I, when I think about what my body is made of and it's almost like what, what it really is, is this unnameable thing in the sense that it's constantly changing and Today it appears to be Seamus. Tomorrow it'll appear to be something else. You know, yeah. and it's almost like the Seamus, who I am, is literally just a step in the process that has been occurring forever, uh, for essentially. Yeah. And it's, I can't see any separation, I suppose, in things that exist <laughs> you know what I yeah mean? there's because there's nothing that exists outside of that maybe i'm not sure like are there things that don't exist that exist that doesn't really seem to make much sense yeah it seems that it's all sort of it's all sort of um just one gigantic fucking thing yeah and and you shouldn't feel you should feel kind of cool about that i guess in the sense that you can't be disconnected from it, no matter right. how much you feel like you are, or sometimes how much you want to be, which is, I think, sometimes my frustration stems from, too, because I feel that sometimes I have this feeling, and I've experienced it since I was a kid, where it's almost just a, I think what frustration is, is just a, I don't know, like, the ego, essentially, or whatever you want to call that. I'm not even sure if that really fucking exists. Mm -hmm. But it's essentially you're getting frustrated that what it is isn't what you want it to be. Or you right. have no control over what it is. Right. You have no control over what it is because you are it. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like um, I think when you realize that – and I seem to, I tend to get glimpses of it, I feel like. It comes, it comes for a second mm -hmm. one day. And I'll be like, oh, man. Back to being crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, but it, it, man, it's fucked, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I get so mad. Like, why can't I just fucking know? Why can't I just make things the way that I would like them to be? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I run into this weird uh, boundary between like uh, that sensation or that idea like everything is just happening. You know, you don't really have control over it. It's just all kind of happening. Even the, the feeling of having control is just that. It's a feeling of having control. You're not actually in control at any point. It's just, you know, you're going through this thing called life, you know, and, and really what matters is you've got these random variables that happen. 
you've got cycles that are happening between the sun and the earth and all that kind of shit, which dictate the cycles in your body, which are physical, which have to, most of them have to go on for you to survive, you know, in a very specific way. And in order for that to happen, that dictates the behavior that you have to do, you know, so it all just seems like this mechanistic process. But at the same time, I have this feeling of like, yeah, but I know that if I change my behavior and I feel like I can say like, well, tomorrow I'll just do something different and blah, 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 right? Then I can, it, I'll change it. And then I'll look back and be like, I wanted to change it. I figured out how to change it. Then I changed it. And now I'm rem remembering that process of change. I, I, It's a very convincing sensation. And I think it's just that at this point. I think it's just the sensation of like it took the thought your behavior was going to change for, for mechanistic, natural kind of processes anyway, right? But in order for that to happen in a human being, or maybe one of the more efficient ways, is to pr produce this feeling of, oh, I can change that. Because if you have an organism who has this system where they believe things, right, and you insert one of the beliefs as, I believe that I can do something about something else, then you the behavior more complex behavior starts to emerge, I think, because you start to think like, you know, well, if I just do this next time and, you know, maybe have a little bit more, I'll start with more money and then that way I can uh, make it farther in the game or whatever. You know, you're pl planning and you can do this really complex behavior if you feel like you can do something about it. But I don't think that that is, I think it's just a feeling. In this it's like dice rolls that have already taken place. Right. And you're going, man, I really hope these, it's like risk. It really is like risk, yeah. where you can plan out all you want, but really what it comes down to is what's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. And I think that what it comes down to, the way that I, I see it now, is that there is, you know, Ramdas calls them a plane of reality. And I almost, I really don't like, I don't like talking about spirituality, the self, um, planes of reality, because it all that language has been tainted by like the new wave age you know people but there are very functional and very you can have direct experiences of some of these things so just to be clear earlier the self we weren't talking about like oh you know like yourself like you know yourself you know who you, you are like the, the self as in the i guess more mystical kind of self of like if you strip away everything else that you use to define who you are right if you strip all that away what's and left who are you? yeah who are you yeah <laughs> And that that is the self, the the bare minimum self, because once you start asking questions about like what's there when there's nothing else, when I strip away everything else that's just temporary, it turns out that there's fucking nothing there ever. There's nothing there. And that never goes away. It's just you get caught in this idea of I am a person who wakes up and goes to work and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I make decisions about where to go and what to do. And that's a very real thing. It's like a plane of reality that you can exist on, right, to use this weird lingo. But I think there's also another part of you that is watching that happen because you can recall, like, oh, remember that time I said to myself that I was going to change and I was going to do something and blah, 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 blah. So that voice that's saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, isn't you either because... There's somebody listening to that voice, too. Somebody's hearing it as it's talking in your head. So there's obviously some background thing there. That's what, what I think yeah. we refer to as the self. And plane of reality is just... It, it, it's a function of the human brain, I think, to, try, to search for an identity. Who am I? You know, it, it's kind of necessary for the whole structure of 
thinking and um, feelings to work. You have to you have to have this feeling of I am this person. But if you can hijack the system essentially and identify with something other than your body and your mind, which are kind of the obvious choices, if you can identify with the earth or you say like I'm just a part of this, then it actually changes how you experience different events. So I think you can get to a point where you're still having, you're still experiencing these sensations of like, oh, I, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go drink some coffee. I'm going to make some, make an omelet. But you're, that, that, you're just seeing that as like, oh, look at that thought process happen, you know? Because I think there's something, not that you would say that to yourself, because at that point you're just watching all the possible thoughts that can happen. And that's really who the self is. And that's like another quote unquote plane of reality above the person who believes that they're doing something because the it, it's a, I say only above because it's like that thing is watching down on the the part of your of you that thinks it's doing something or is doing something you know quote unquote I'm cooking like okay every part of you that is cooking your hand is doing the thing your eyes are watching the the meat to make sure it doesn't overcook you know you're singing a song in your head all of that is is cooking right but if you take that a step back, there is something watching you do the thing with your hand, right? There's something watching all of the music happening and everything at once. It's it, it's the thing that's aware of all of it. And that's why the words awareness, I think, and consciousness come up so much. But that's one of my more frustrating things recently, actually, is I love to talk about all this shit. But you're kind of forced to use words like God and religion and spirituality and, you know, that kind of shit. And it just it's just. I feel like it doesn't there's nothing do it wrong with the words, man. The right. problem is that our our Western conception of those words makes it difficult to be like, well, no, I'm using the word God, but I'm not talking about the God you're thinking of or right, what, right. what you're using that word for. And it took me a long time to really understand that God, the word God, and I uh, is sort of just a placeholder for like what it is, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. And and that's really all it is. But the problem is when you say God to somebody, people go, oh, I'm not religious. Oh, it's nice that you have religion. And it's like, well, okay, okay, right, okay, great. So I had someone say that to me, actually, when I Which tried to talk to them about this. I would say you're one of the least religious people. I mean, not not to say that you aren't into, like, spiritual spiritual discussions and, and that kind of, uh, I don't know, that, that material, but you are not religious. You didn't go to church as a kid, you know, like, yeah, your mom never took you, right? No, she never took. Well, she made me go to Bible camp because she felt guilty about not having a religion in my life. And I was, yeah. as a kid, I was always like, "Why? This is awesome. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to waste my fucking Sunday." There's no old man Jesus, watching thanks. me everywhere I go. Yeah, thanks a lot, mom. You saved me. But yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I, I guess I would classify myself as religious though now. Mm-hmm. But I would, but it's because my, my definition of religious has changed and how do you define religious or religion because this is this is something that i am very interested in and in how people think like what what do you what is your definition of religion i feel like it's uh i feel like it's a cop-out when people say oh I, i'm spiritual but i'm not religious because i get it i get i get that you own like a dream catcher and you think you're a spirit woman that's sweet but what i'm saying i think religion is um, almost the the you can't separate the two because for me I feel like religion is a word that describes uh, a search for 
uh, truth or understanding, essentially, in my mind, in, in, in a sense that it is, I guess because it is surrounded by the term God, which essentially stands for, in my mind, what it all is, what everything is, what existence is, which I think people take for granted, mm-hmm. sort of the fact that we're fucking alive and we weren't before. Why yeah, does that yeah. happen? <laughs> Why are we not alive at one point and then alive now? Why does that happen at all? Why does anything exist when there could just as easily be nothing? Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. Like no inanimate objects, no and what does that mean essentially? And and so I think that I think that when people say the word religious, they're thinking about like going to a place and being like I'm at the religious place. Yeah. Let me do my religious things. Uh-huh. And this is these are the specific <laughs> ideas we talk about. We talk about Jesus in this one book, but we don't talk about the other books. All right, so religion Whereas for you I'm, is the, the search for truth, essentially. Yes, All right. that's a more succinct way to put it. I, I appreciate the uh, the definition. I think I would do it differently, though, because at least now I can when I say religion, I know what you're hearing, because that's really what, it's kind of like how you describe, you hate people that say spirituality, I'm spiritual but not religious, because like, what that, I think they're full of shit. Yeah, what, what that what I hear is you're full of shit. But they like there are some people who could say that who like I would say that you're actually spiritual and not religious, just like I'm spiritual and not religious. And I'll tell you why I break it down that way. I find spirituality and spiritual kind of shit to be um, more along the lines of like the search for for truth and like what the trying to understand what what it all is and, and in terms of like a. You know, like who who am I, and how do I fit into the world? I think that's a spiritual, uh, like thing. The religion comes in, I think, when you start to have a set of beliefs and practices that are geared towards aiding you on your spiritual path. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think religion mm-hmm. is the set is like here's our philosophy, here's our practices, and uh. You know, here's here's the calendar, you know, that kind of thing. Like, here's how we set up. Here are, are the, the practices that we do in order to, you know, go on the spiritual path. And I think that that is the most useful way to do it because otherwise spiritual without religion is just old lady with a dream catcher. You know, it doesn't really make any fucking sense. It's not a real thing. But I think there is a, a way to use both words. And there is a... Because, for example, right, all this Hindu philosophy, the yogi philosophy, uh, Buddhist philosophy, all that shit that we've been reading and discussing and kind of mulling over and trying to figure out how it fits in, into our lives. I would say at this that point, that's like, you know, we're reading about spiritual things. We're thinking about spiritual things. And they're spiritual because they're kind of mystical. You know, it's like, how do we fit in? What, you know? We're we're a part of the world essentially. We're or you know the part that we've been identifying with is actually just this mechanistic thing, like that kind of that's spiritual because it's like you know like ooh maybe we're more than just the the physical body, and I think that's what, where spiritual comes in. But then religion is like okay, do you want to have spiritual experiences and like have experiences that will show you what we're talking about when we say. You know, I'm spiritual, right? Okay, that makes sense. And like, that makes yeah, sense. And then I, you can say, like, here is the self. Yeah. I can tell you what the self is, right? It's this happy, blissful, um, very solid kind of thing. You can sit and and reside in yourself, right, quote unquote, and be completely happy and blissful and content in the in the moment that you're in it. No concept of time. You're just kind of sitting there in in bliss. 
Now, I can say I, I think that's bullshit. I think I'm a person and I can do things and I have a job and I have bills to pay because that's been my experience. But this person, and this is where the religion comes in, says if you follow these practices, you will have the experience of residing in yourself. And then you can tell me whether that's you or whether the you that you, of, of, you know, paying bills, whether that's actually you, you know, and, I, and that's yeah. why I like the uh, yogis, because the yogis are like this. Yoga is the science of having religious experience. Mm. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to put it, man. I think that you kind of blew my mind there a little bit. I think that makes a lot of sense where it's almost like religion is like the the step by step guide for spirituality, essentially. Yeah. And you can have. You can actually have one or the other, but you kind of need both to get the full picture almost in a certain weird yeah, way. I totally agree um, with that. I think one begets that, the other too. If you're because there are a lot of religious people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. Who aren't very <laughs> spiritual. Yeah. They just do the practices, yeah. but it's it's dry. Like they're not really into the into it. I guess I I, I, I tend to reject the the uh this is me being cool hipster guy. <laughs> I, I tend to uh, reject the, like, I'm spiritual but not religious just because a lot of the people I've heard say that to me are, like, shitheads. No, yeah, you know, I'm who, totally who are... with you. Because, I, I, dude, I grew up with the most liberal fucking Quaker white people, man, who they're all about saying that. I'm spiritual but not religious. All that really meant to me, what I learned was... Um, I, I'm not going to make a decision. Right, exactly. <laughs> I want to be able to, I wanna be able to ha- hang with both Christian or religious people and atheists, you know? I want them, both of them, to respect me. So I'm spiritual, but not religious, you know? So it's like, I've yeah, got one foot I'm not going to hang on out. to anything. It's like, okay, Arjuna, make your fucking decision, yeah, right? right? Like, right. you got... <laughs> I, I think... Wait, well, hey, th- sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll, cut, I'll cut that out. <laughs> what was it? Uh, I was just going to say, I think, I, I, I think this has been conversations for our grandkids. Uh, I don't know if you're on, in a hurry or anything. No, I think that, I think that's a good ending point. Yeah, why not? Yeah, this has been conversations for our grandkids. Uh, thank you for sticking along with us. I, I'm glad we got one of, one of, if I have to be the Seamus, the label maker. Uh-huh. I'm glad we got one of these episodes in the can because uh, I've, missed, I've missed talking about this sort of stuff because I feel like I, at a certain point I've kind of... Uh, uh, kind of f- feel stagnant as far as the 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 spiritual slash religious you know aspect yeah. of me goes, where I, I sort of feel like, oh man, I haven't really been focused on that. I've been I've been lost in samsara, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I've just been going through the motions. You know, it's funny. I've been going through the same kind of thing because I used to every day at work, and this kind of, it's blowing my mind now to say it. I used to listen to um, Ram Dass lectures, whether it was the Yogas of the Bhagavad Gita or Experiments in Truth. Every day, I would have that playing. And I would switch it up with like some Trungpa maybe from time to time, some Alan Watts from time to time. But it was always every day I was like, look, if you want to really understand this spiritual shit, you know, get, you know, get serious about it and fucking learn about it and hear what they, these people are trying to say. So I was just constantly listening to Ram Dass or one of these guys talk. Um, but now I've noticed I'm listening to podcasts again. Uh, you know, I'm like dipping back into the worldly shit because at a certain point it does feel like I feel like I'm, I am I'm spinning my wheels a little bit. And I think what yeah. what it is is the spirituality side is kind of blown out. It's like, all right, with all of the potential to understand this that, that I have, I fully understand every facet that I can understand about spirituality, I think, at this point, that I'm able to understand. And at this point, it what I really need is the religious side of the practices and the 
discipline to actually do them, to actually have the experiences that will kind of keep the thing going. Because I think I've gone as far as I can at this point with just listening and like that kind of thing. I've really got to get hit the mat and do some yoga, meditation, and stop, I think, reading and listening to it so much. I think I've got to be more about the practice of it. Well, we'll see where you are next week. <laughs> this has been Conversations for Our Grandkids. Hey, thanks for coming along for the ride. And, uh, hey, you know, just for our grandkids out there, you know, figure it out, man. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> figure, all, tell me. That's, tell yeah, me. If there's any advice that, uh, that I can give you based on anything I've learned in my life, it's figure it out. Because <laughs> that about sums up, sums up everything else. So, grandkids, figure it out. Um, all the listeners out there, you, you guys figure it out too. And if you need help figuring some shit out, we got your back. Uh, hit us up in the comment section or Twitter. We're a convo for grandkids. Um, hit us up on Facebook or candymunchers.com is our kind of home base website. Um, there's a video of us up there too. That's pretty cool. So check that out. Thank you to CD show. And review us on iTunes, man. Review us on anything and, you know... We'll shout you out on the show because yeah. you're the best dudes. Also, tell your friends. If you think uh, anybody would be interested that you know in in listening to this, even if you're not sure, like, I don't know if they listen to podcasts, like, just tell them, like, just listen to this. It's it's interesting. It's funny or whatever. Whatever you like about it. And uh, that's how we're, we're trying to grow this thing, so. Yeah. Well, I feel better. Yeah, so do I. Now what? Stop? Oh, you were recording that? I'm sorry.